Thank you to everybody who is joining us this morning. Uh, this morning is a special Sunday as we celebrate our veterans who have sacrificed so much for our freedom. Thank you to each of our veterans for their service and to their families' sacrifices as well. As I was preparing this message this morning, I came across a saying that I want to share with you. It is not the reporter who has given us freedom of the press. It is the veteran. It is not the poet who has given us freedom of speech. It is the veteran. It is not our city council who has given us freedom to assemble. It is the veteran. It is not the politician who has given us the right to vote. It is our veteran. And it is not our preacher who has given us freedom of religion. It is truly our veteran. It's not simply the flag that gives us this freedom, but those who honorably fight for it each and every day. It is our veterans. For each of these freedoms and the many more that our veterans are responsible for in protecting our rights, we thank you. Without each and every single man and woman who has sacrificed their time and their lives, we would not have each of these freedoms. For that, can we give our veterans one more round of applause, please? It takes a tremendous amount of character and selflessness to serve, these, serve for these freedoms. As I thought what makes a veteran so special, I was reminded of the core values that each of our branches of military instill in our soldiers. For the Army, these are loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. For our Air Force, this is integrity first, service before self, excellence in all they do. For the Navy and Marine Corps, these are honor, courage, and commitment. For the Coast Guard, they are honor, respect, and devotion to duty. And for our Space Force, these are character, connection, courage, and commitment. Each of these are noble characteristics that we should strive for in our daily lives. Not only in our daily lives, but our spiritual lives as well. You see, there are a lot of these core values that we can be reminded of by Paul in First and Second Timothy. As Paul is charging young Timothy with the preservation of God's true word, a lot of these same characteristics are declared throughout these two letters. As Paul has reminded Timothy of these characteristics, I would like to compare these to the core values that our military instills in our soldiers. Paul can be viewed in these letters as our spiritual veteran we each should aspire to be. So I hope this morning's message will help each of us in becoming a spiritual veteran. We'll start out with reading 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Mary, can you? Thank you, ma'am. Um, and if you'll stand for re the reading of God's word. All right, so 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, ones who will be able to teach others as well. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please 
the one who has enlisted him. Will you please pray with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for the very many blessings that you've given us, dear God. Just thank you for our military veterans and our spiritual veterans that you have given us to guide us, dear God. I pray that you watch over the families of lost ones and the ones that still have troops overseas. I pray that you give them a safe way home, dear God. I ask that you shine your light through us. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So now I would like to go through some of these core values specifically that our military teaches. The first core value I would like to talk about is integrity. The Webster's definition of integrity is the quality of being honest, having strong moral principles, or the state of being whole and undivided. Integrity is used specifically in the core values of the Army, National Guard, and Air Force. Other branches use similar terms such as character and honor. It takes honesty and strong moral principles to become a good soldier in our military. If you cannot be honest with your unit and do what is right, you will lose the faith and trust from your command, and you won't be able to complete your mission. Additionally, if one's moral foundation lacks integrity or a wholeness, it will, <clears throat> excuse me, it will collapse. Similarly, Paul explains to Timothy in verse 1 to be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. You see, grace is the peace for us as Christians to keep our moral integrity intact. Without grace, we are a divided person divided by our good deeds and evil deeds. This is why Paul tells Timothy to be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus, as grace is our Christian core value, most like integrity. Additionally, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 14, Paul tells Timothy to, to keep this command with integrity until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Other translations say to keep this command without spot or without blame. Just as Paul has asked Timothy, we too must keep God's command without spot or without blame. Just as Paul has asked Timothy, oh, sorry, by the only true way for us to, and the only true way for us to do that with our sinful nature is through the grace that we are provided by our Lord Jesus Christ. Without this grace, we have nothing but holes and mistakes to be known by, and holes in our integrity will not make us become a spiritual veteran. The second core value that I would like to highlight this morning is commitment. The definition of commitment is the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or a purpose. Also, it is an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. Commitment is used specifically in the core values of the Navy, Marine Corps, and Space Force. Other branches use similar terms such as loyalty, duty, devotion, and service. Commitment is the spirit of determination and dedication to achieve victory in every endeavor. It takes full commitment from each of our soldiers to protect the freedoms that we have expressed gratitude for. Similarly, Paul tells Timothy in verse 2, What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men 
who will able, be able to teach as well. Paul gives Timothy this command by entrusting Jesus' teachings with men of one quality, faithfulness. Faithfulness is our Christian core value most similar to commitment. Just as our military's commitment is to the cause of freedom, we must stay faithful to Jesus' cause of salvation. With a soldier's commitment comes faith that they are being guided in the right direction from their command and their government. So too are we to have faith in the direction that God has in our lives. Additionally, with a soldier's commitment comes faith that they will be provided for and looked after during their mission. So too are we to have faith that God is supplying for all of our needs during our spiritual warfare. Committed soldiers are to have faith in the men to their right and to their left, as too are we to have faith in our church and our congregation to hold us accountable and be there for us in our times of need. Additionally, in, Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 13 through 15, it says, Devote yourself to public reading, and scripture to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect your gift. Be diligent in these matters and give yourself wholly to them. You see, Paul's charge to Timothy is devotion and diligence. God's charge for us is similar, and that is to be committed to his loving grace. Not only do we have to be faithful for his will for us in our lives, we must be committed to it as well. Commitment and faithfulness are key to becoming a spiritual veteran. The third core value I would like to highlight is connection. The definition of connection is a relationship in which a person, thing, or idea is linked or associated with something else. Connection is only used specifically as a core value for our space force. However, all of the other branches have terms similarly used for this purpose. These are loyalty, commitment, duty, and service. Our soldiers must stay connected with their mission to achieve success. Any soldier can tell you that a distraction on a mission may lead to disaster. A soldier must stay connected to the cause of their fight or their fight will be useless. Additionally, it is important that a soldier stays connected to their unit to keep everyone in the unit safe. In verse 4, Paul tells Timothy, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who has enlisted him. Our Christian core value, similar to connection, is focus. Paul is explaining that our aim should be on Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who has called us to serve, not on the opinions of others. See, if we are distracted from our pursuit to Jesus, we will fall into a disastrous life, similar to if a soldier loses connection with their mission. Not just the mission, but their leadership as well. If you have to keep, or you have to keep your focus on the leader and trust and obey their commands. Once the enemy takes away the military's focus from their leadership and separates its veterans to choosing their own path, our military will lose cohesiveness and effectiveness. We too as a church, if we don't focus on Jesus, study his word, and work together, will lose our cohesiveness and effectiveness, and the enemy may gain control. 
In today's society, there are so many ways that we as a church and we as individuals become distracted from the will that God has for our lives. We fall into the trap of public opinion and seek the approval of others. We lose focus on what God truly wants for our lives. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, Paul says to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. To pursue something, we must stay focused on the target. Our aim must be on pleasing our Lord Jesus. It takes true focus and connection on and with Jesus to be, for us to become a spiritual veteran. And the last core value I would like to highlight is courage. The Webster definition of courage is mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. Courage is used specifically in the core values of the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and Space Force. Other branches use similar terms such as devotion and service. It takes complete courage to enter into the contracts to serve our country, to be willing to leave home and go to a foreign location, not knowing where danger may come from next. Being able to look fearful situations head on and fight straight through it. For this courage, our soldiers are due a high respect. Without this courage, our country would appear weak and vulnerable to attack. But we too as Christians must have a similar courage in the face of persecution. You see, Paul explains to Timothy in verse 3, it says to share in the sufferings as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Other translations may say to endure in these sufferings. Our Christian core value that is similar to courage is endurance. I heard a pastor once say, choosing to be a Christian doesn't make life easier, it just makes you stronger. The Christian life is unfortunately not always an easy path. Doing what is right is not always doing what is easy. For our soldiers, fighting for what is right is not always an easy fight. And we as Christians in our lives, we must walk through some fire, trials, and tribulations, just as soldiers do at war. And like our soldiers, we too are to have the courage to stay committed and faithful to our mission, no matter what our situations may be. Paul is such a great example of this as he is actually writing these letters to Timothy as he is imprisoned. He has personally experienced the prosecution persecution, he knows that each of us may go through with our faith. But this does not discourage him or take his eyes off of his mission. He implores that we must endure in these sufferings. In 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7, Paul says that the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Additionally, or we can be relieved that, this, that the Spirit God gave us is of power and of courage. Additionally, throughout these two letters, Paul also warns Timothy of opposition from false teachers. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3-4, through 4, Some people may contradict our teaching, but these are the wholesome teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. These teachings promote godly life 
Anyone who teaches something different is arrogant and lacks understanding. Such a person has an unhealthy desire to quibble over the meaning of words. This stirs up arguments ending in jealousy, division, slander, and evil. Paul's warning to Timothy is applicable to our lives today. As there are so many things in this world today that we as Christian soldiers have to have the courage to stand up against and say they are wrong and immoral. And this will come with persecution, but that doesn't mean we ought to let them go by. We must have endurance to withstand the persecution. The wars our soldiers fight for our freedom does not come with ease. As they have the courage to fight these wars, so should we in standing up for our faith. It takes courage and endurance to become a spiritual veteran in this faith. As I prepare to close this morning, I want to read one more scripture from Paul's letters to Timothy. As Paul is preparing to close his letter in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6-8, through 8, he says, For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all of those who have longed for his appearance. Wouldn't it be such an amazing feeling to have the confidence that Paul has in his final words to Timothy? The confidence to say he has fought the good fight, that he has finished the race, kept the faith, and is now awaiting a crown in heaven. This confidence comes only with this confidence comes only from being a true spiritual veteran who has conquered integrity through grace, commitment through faithfulness, connection through focus, and courage through endurance. This is a confidence that I want each of us to have in this congregation when our time too comes to pass. Will you please stand with me? We're about to have a song of invitation before our fellowship meal. And if anyone here today is needing prayer for advice to take that first step in becoming a spiritual veteran, I ask that you come forward. If you're needing prayer for anything whatsoever, we ask that you also come forward with us. Will you bow your head with me? Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and once again, we thank you for the very many veterans that have serviced our country, dear God, and we thank you for the spiritual veterans that you've given us in our Holy Bible to reference to for guidance. I pray that you let this message sink into our hearts. I pray that you let us take, us, let us take it with us throughout our lives. I pray that any troops that are still uh, overseas, I pray that you give them hope courage, and strength to find a path to come home, dear Lord. I pray that you watch over their families and bless them for their sacrifices, dear God. We ask you all these things in your name. Amen.